positioning yourself in God for new and greater things in 2022. See, January has started and the year has kick-started and a number of predictions, a number of New Year resolutions are made. People have made personal sacrifices to see that this year become better and good for them. But that is not sufficient. If you do not involve God in your plan, you may not do much in the course of the year, or you may do nothing at all. Because the Bible said, except the Lord build the house. Say, except the Lord build the house. Every other thing is history. Except the Lord build the house. Say, the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. Say, the watchmen, they wake it, but in vain. Because even when they are awake, the thief can come and plunder whatever they want to plunder. I pray for you today as you begin to wait on God, that God will do it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you this evening as we briefly look into your word. Let us open my mouth, Father, give me utterances and back every word that will come from my mouth this evening by your power. Let me not speak like a man. Let me not speak carnally. Let, let me be divinely directed in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The Bible said in Isaiah 49, 30, it said, Behold, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing in your life. See, now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? There's there anybody that new thing will happen to his or her life that will not know it, even if a madman, he will know it. See, I will even make a way in the wilderness. We know what is wilderness and rivers in the desert. The journey of another 365 days has just begun. Today, six days have gone. 365 minus six days, that's about 359 days more. How well do you want to improve of your life and performances of last year? You may have, at the end of the day, uh, judge yourself and assess yourself. You know how long that you have performed, how well that you performed last year. The question is that do you want to improve on it? For those that actually come positive, how long, how well do you want to improve on it? For those that did not, how well do you want to deviate from your lackluster achievement or your inability to achieve last year? Like I said before, there is no plan that you will plan without the presence of God that will materialize. Because it will be like a man that the soul that the moment that you get out of the feed, a fire will come and remove them. It is God that will actually be your guide that will keep you, first of all, to keep you alive, and secondly, to make sure that your plan for the year come to be. Because I don't think that your plan for the year can come to be in the grave. Praise the Lord. And I, I, I enumerated here that what we may do for this year that will make God, that will make us to position ourselves in God for new and greater things for the year 2022. The first thing I have here, I say, walk with God and walk with him early. You cannot be in the presence of God and suffer. I have not seen it, I have not read it, even in the secular world, even in the abolished world, because they, too, they, they believe that they believe in God. I don't think that you can be in the presence and you call the name of God and he will not come and be with you. I say, no one walk with God and himself, family, and the present world, because if no one ever walk with God, Myself and you will not have been here talking because the whole world 
would have been wiped away. But he walked with God, and that is why we are here today alive. So every other himself, the family, and we that we are alive here, we are saved from utter destruction. Genesis sister, the our God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God has proposed in his heart that man, that it, the Bible said that he repented making man, and he believed that he was going to wipe man off the face of the earth. But he saw favor. He had favor on Noah. He saw that Noah actually walked with him. He had compassion on Noah. And I feel that why will he destroy the old world? Why not save those that they believe that are righteous and destroy the rest? We all know the, all the story. But the question is that Noah actually obeyed. In 6 they say, thus, Noah, thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. How many of us here that even when you hear the commandment, the commandment of God, will you do it? Whom are you hearing from? Who is talking to you? Even if you hear from God, will you obey? Because I believe that the message that has come from the topic, it has, it has been deemed that is sunk in our heart. But when you see behavior, our behavior, you begin to ask yourself whether, whether we believed or we believe and threw it away. Do we really want to do that which we have been told? Noah was commanded and he did. And that is why, like I said, that we are here today alive. Praise the Lord. Secondly, I say, seek his face. There is no record anywhere of a being that has had an encounter with God and remained the same. Like I said before, it is not done. Even, even in your sinful life, there are times that you had dreams. And you know, when in dreams have a way of speaking to you, that you will think that you have an encounter with God. Even when you take it for, for granted, even when you take it lightly, you will discover that from that moment on, whether you pray or not, your life will turn around. Being one-on-one -on -one with God is a transformational process, and God does not transform to evil. By meeting with God, he is going to transform you. And it's not in any record anywhere that God has ever transform a person, transform anything to evil. So in his presence, you are going to be transformed for the better. In his presence, you are going to be transformed positively. In the book of Daniel, the Chaldeans, the magician, the astrologer were asked to look for what is not lost. In my place, they say you don't look for what is not lost. I cannot hold my phone and begin to look for it. Who am I deceiving? I'm deceiving myself. And it is also said in the local palace that when you deceive yourself, you still log in, in in deception than when somebody is deceiving you. Because when somebody is deceiving you, at a particular point in time, you realize that this man is deceiving me. But when you are deceiving yourself, you will die with that deception. But here we are that uh, it's also said in the local palace that you do not argue with somebody that dream. Were you part of the dream? I will come and tell you that I had a dream. I saw a very big snake. You say it's a lie. That it was a small snake I saw. I don't think it is done. But in the case of the Chadian, not only were they argue, but they were made to tell the story that they were never part of. 
the, the, it was so bizarre. The, the, the task was so undaunting that even the magician themselves, they were telling the king that come. This is an, an art saying. It has never happened anyway. And look at here what they said in Daniel 2.10. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there is not a man upon earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things at any magician or astrologer or chadda. They were telling that there's no king that will come and dream and call the chadda and say, come and tell me your dream. That is not done anywhere. Then the two level, and it's a real thing that the king required, and there is none on that that can show it before the king, except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. They told him directly that, come, nobody, including you as the king, you can't do it. That a dream that I was not part of, I should come and tell you, first of all, tell you the dream, and now come and tell you the meaning. That is not done. The best that we have heard is somebody interpreting your dream. But this one, uh, the dream that we are not part of, you want us to come and first of all tell you that you that dreamt the, the dream, you cannot ever remember. But Daniel went home, called his brethren, and they seek the face of God. And the Bible said in Daniel 2, it says, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision, that Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And I pray this year, as we begin to seek his face, that that secret that we are looking for to move our, our life forward, that God will reveal us to us in the mighty name of Jesus. And this secret that we are looking for is might not be too far-fetched. It might just be that it's a person that you have not seen for a long time that God just wanted you to go and greet. And you just say, let me go and greet this man. You just, you just get to the house. And he just asks you, what are you doing? You say, this is what I'm doing. Say, can you do this? You say, yes. Say, go and break proposal. And that will make you blow. God will make us go in the mighty name of Jesus. I said the situation of the chandler before the king Nebuchadnezzar was hopeless. Was very, very hopeless. And they expressed it to him. That come, forget about it. No man anywhere on this earth can, can do that. They gave up and were to face public execution. The highest reproach in life, the highest shame and disgrace were staring them right in the eyes. But they took a Daniel to seek the face of God, and the whole story changed, and the storm was made calm. I pray for you today, in whatever area, there is a looming case of disgrace and reproach waiting for you in the new year. As you see God's face, the secret will be revealed to you early in the year in the mighty name of Jesus. Thirdly, I said be strategic about your positioning. There is something about strategy. Be strategic about your positioning. Uh, you can actually be in a position and nobody will see you there. But you have to be strategic about it. I said the number of us usually give up as a result of one inadequacy or the other. But we have seen numerous situations where men turn their inadequacies to advantages. Yes, you can have an inadequacy. There is no man that is made perfect. Like it has always been said, the only person that is perfect is that when you are taller than me, you are too tall. Or when you are shorter than me, you are too short. And when you are fatter than me, you are too fat. And when you are slimmer than me, you are too slim. But the story of Zacchaeus is a typical example. The Bible told us he has so many disadvantages. The Bible said in Luke 92, it said, And behold, 
there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Yes, in this modern day, to be rich can actually be an advantage, but then to be rich and to be with Christ was an advantage. And we know the story very well. And he sought to see Jesus who he was, which means he has never seen Jesus before. The only thing is that he always had about him, but he now wanted to see Jesus. The question is that he's a Republican and a rich. Maybe only what he needed to complete his life was to see this Jesus that they are talking about. But the Bible said, and could not for the press, which means there were serious crowd around Jesus because he was little of stature. That means he was very brief. And you know, in anywhere that there is so much gathering, uh, the, the people that are of little stature are at disadvantage, at a disadvantage. It's only people like us, when we begin to stand on our toes, only we can peep, even if it's the air we see, I think that would be enough for us. But the position that he was, he could not see anything at all. But what did he do? He positioned himself strategically. The Bible says, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. You see, the, the, the Bible didn't tell us that he just ran and climbed any tree. But he knew that this is the way he was going to pass. He could have, if he wasn't strategic about it, could have just run and climbed any tree. I will be there till, till that kingdom come. But he also sat down and asked him, said, this is the way it's going to pass. Uh, you know, in the village, there are no streets. There are no defined ways. Especially in those days, you know, uh, it's not like the uh, rainforest where we are. I think they are in the savannah. So anywhere can be a way. But he, he decided that this is the way it's going to pass. So he ran and he climbed the tree. And the five, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today, I must abide at the house. And that is exactly what he had in his mind. We know what now happened. But because he was strategically positioned, he was able to see Christ. Like the Bible told us, it said they want to see Christ, who he was. They want to see who is that man that they have always talked about. Because he could not invite him with his money. Could he just have invited Christ? Said, Please tell him, just like today, if the president tells you to come and see him tomorrow morning in Abuja and you don't have money, you enter night bus. You will run kiddy kiddy, run kaddy kaddy. But this is, this is a situation where he couldn't have done that. But he had the desire to do that. And he had serious disadvantages. For anybody that has serious disadvantages, like I said, any book can have disadvantages. I remember when I was growing up, because I was really not conscious that I was tall. I didn't know. Anytime I want to enter a table, I would just hit my head against the tower. I would come back and look at it. Ah, I said, why did I hit my head? But these people passed. That was at that particular point in time was a disadvantage. I know to be tall also is a disadvantage when there is war. Or when they are doing kumole. I don't think how much can I bend that to get very say bend that bend down low. How low can I get to the ground before I fall? So everybody has a disadvantage. But the question is that why don't you sit down and see your disadvantages and plan and be strategic about it? As we need to do so, God will help us in Jesus' name. I pray for you today. There is nobody out there who knows you. There is somebody out there who knows you and needs your services. 
and what you can do, but don't know your whereabouts. May the Almighty God connect you early in the year as you go to position yourself strategically in the name of Jesus. The next person we saw was the woman with the issue of blood. She also strategically positioned herself. You see, if she was not strategic about it, she would have run to the front and come and fall herself down and say, Master, maybe he wouldn't have time to listen to her. He wouldn't have because the way we were told that there was so much crowd that was following Jesus up and down. If, he had, if she had run to the front and threw herself down, chances are that one, Jesus Christ wouldn't have even noticed her. Two, Jesus Christ wouldn't have had time to listen to her 12 year story and for healing. But she asked herself, what can I do to get that healing? Upon this crowd, I can do something. And the Bible said in Matthew 9, 20, they say, behold the woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and touched the end of his garment. That was, very, that was very, very strategic. Yet you can add faith to it, but she thought about it first. The end did not come and hit her where she was. She was the one that went to the end because she had in her mind that if I cannot reach this man, if I, if I cannot get his attention, I, I, can, I can touch him from behind. For she has said within herself, if I may, but touch his garment, I shall be old. And she was made old. Praise the Lord. I said, do you want to go far in 2022? Do you want to have a standing result? Then position yourself strategically in what and all you do. And the result will be very, very outstanding. And as you do so, God will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The next, I say, guide your thoughts. Guide your thoughts. See, whether we like it or not, what you see affects the way you think. If you are in the midst of those that are poor, one year, two years, three years, the mentality will be your mind, and before you know, you are poor. If you are carrying a palantir phone and you are moving in the midst of those that carry big, big phone, you will never be comfortable in their presence. If care is not taken, if you are the type that put emphasis on material and you wear tintering to the church, there is no way that your service for that day will not be affected. I'll give you an example. When I was passing through, I had small money and I asked my friend because he had the car at that time. He carried me to Agege. Let me go and buy a shirt. And I was depending on the judgment to help me buy the shirt. When we go there, just say, buy any shirt. Ah, just buy any shirt. If included this one, he said yes. And I bought it. The shirt was flowered at the front. Long sleeve, black, and I bought it. But the day I washed it, the long sleeve from here was not here. And the thing now shrink that to button it. But that is the only shirt. That is my best shirt. And when we are going to the church, when the deck... And I wear my own because that is the only thing I wear today. And it got to a level that it's like the material was not actually made where the color was not fast. So for one washing, the thing faded. But I was still following him like that. I try as much as possible not to allow what I was to affect uh, the, the, the word of God that was being preached. And there are so many times that I will go to the church and they will pass envelope. I will return it the way it is. Because there was nothing to put in it. But when I want to even put that empty envelope in the basket, I will be dancing. 
Because I know that God is not looking at devil, he's looking at my praise the Lord. But there are people that allow things like that to affect, affect them. Thoughts have wings. Thoughts have wings. If you dwell in the midst of those that are not, that are doomed to be destroyed, in a little while, you will get that, uh, uh, you will be affected. I said, it's often said in the secular world that thought have wings. Your thought will be influenced by your sight. So the company you have found can immediately affect your thought process and the outcome. But if what you hear people discuss is to kill, to kill, to kill, before you know, it will enter into your vein and you become uh, a killer. Also mind the voice and the material you read and listen to. There are so much inappropriate things on the internet as we speak. But God has given us liberty to decipher the good from the bad, and so we make a choice. If you open up to the internet, whether you like it or not, I was watching a movie with my family, and all of a sudden, the movie was just a casual family movie that looked like just speak English, speak English, speak English. But before we knew, they were kissing. And I asked myself, is this everything that they must do now that they must be? And this, the, this thing is that they said parental guidance. They, they, that was the classification of parental guidance. If I now ask my, because I've watched it for 10 minutes, I believe that this thing is going to end. I now ask my six-year-old daughter or six-year-old son to come and stay by me before you know they are kissing. So they are so inappropriate. They are thrown at you by fire, by force. It's not at your will, but whether you like it or not. But Proverbs said, keep their heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. That is what directs you. That is what determines who you are. It's the edgy room of a man. All the thought processes, they come from the heart. Even when they said you are going to achieve at thought level, if you didn't think, you will not achieve. Where is the thinking coming from? It's from the mind. It's from the heart. Well, you cannot actually pinpoint where the mind is, whether the mind is inside the heart or whether the mind is beside the heart, whether the mind is in the head, but the mind and the heart, as far as concerned, they work together. First Corinthians 15, 23 says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. You might think that, ah, you are perfect. Even when I'm walking in the midst of those that are not perfect, forget about it. It's a little, it's a little time, it's a little while. One day you begin to say, ah, let me test this your shoe. Let me see how this thing looks like. You see people eating what particular type of food. And you are in their midst and you say you are not going to do it. One day, if they don't ask you to test it, you will tell them that you want to test it. I remember some people that got in hooked, excuse me, in some bad activities. They started by living with their friends and they would tell them they are going out. Where are you going out? They said they want to go out also. Ah, God forbid, Barton. I cannot do that. They come tomorrow with pancake. They come with uh, pizza. They come with ice cream. You eat. And they go the second night. God forbid, Barton. The third night, God forbid, Barton. Then maybe when they are going to the church on Sunday, they get dressed and you are wearing slippers. And you begin to ask yourself, what kind of a life am I living? What is this self that they are doing that I cannot do? They won't even call you. By the time they say, we are going to go, say, wait, let me follow you. It has started. God will protect us in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs 3 also say, trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not unto their own understanding. You cannot do it. If you are too small, 
what is your percentage when you look at the world at the 7 billion? What percentage are you in the 7 billion of the people that are living in this earth? Do you know how many billions that have died before? And we understand that all those that are died are in heaven. So if you add the number in heaven and add the number of heaven, what percentage are you that you now feel that you will not be raising your hand? That because you know it. If God, some people, if God is blessed, then they said it's their ingenuity. Who gave you the ingenuity? No, no person, no person chooses what they want to become, except if it is out of our consciousness. Maybe we did it without knowing. You don't choose the family that you come to. You don't choose your height. You only grow up and discover that you are tall. You don't choose to be ugly. You only look at the mirror one. Or maybe your people, people around you be telling you that you are ugly. And you go and look at the mirror. That because they said it now convinces you that you are really ugly. Okay, this is what they, this is the definition of ugly. And you, sometimes you don't really, you don't choose to be, yes, you can choose to be rich, but there are people that God has actually blessed that you are going to be rich. That no matter what you do, you are going to be rich. So it is not your understanding. It's the grace of God. In Romans 10, they say, For with the heart, a man believed unto righteousness. With your heart, if anything happens to it, you will not be able to position yourself very well for the year. Praise the Lord. But I pray that as we begin to consider the good things and the strategy and the way with that to stay close to God that position ourselves so that at the end of the day that will be lifted up God will meet us at the point of our need in the mighty name of Jesus praise the Lord next one I say do the extraordinary it's like going the extra mile things that are looking stupid but they are actually not stupid do the extraordinary I say, make a dangerous and superlative request from God and attach a vow to it and watch it come to pass. You know, when things like this are said, there are people that will not say, mm, this one I've done yesterday, the day war. Mm, this one I've done. Like I gave testimony the other day, when we were doing 2020, 2020 by this time next year, I made a vow. I said, God, if you do this, and he did it. But like I said, it can also be dangerous too. If after God has kept his own part, you now go into bargaining and negotiating with him. Sometimes it's come. You say, God, any amount you are going to give me between January and December, I'm going to give you 10% of it. You will be looking at 100,000. Now, if God give me 100,000, now to give him 10,000 back is very small. And by the time you are calculating account by December, God has given you 300 million. I will now go back to God. I said, come. Why don't I pay it in installments? Or why, why, why don't we carry some over? Let me pay you this one small now, then I'll pay the rest. You are now negotiating. God has done his own part. I pray that I will not be victim of that in the mighty name of Jesus. Please give me First Samuel 1, verse 1. The story of Anna and Samuel. So now there was a certain man of Rimatah-Ibzophin, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, and Ephratite. Two. And he had two wives. The name of one was Anna, 
and the name of the other Penina. We know the story. But what I want us to look at is that you do the, 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 uh, the extraordinary. The Bible said, I say, when the time was, was that Ekana offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to her sons and her daughters portions. But also Anna, he gave the wording portion, for he loved Anna, but the Lord has shut up her womb. And the adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord has shut up her womb. When people discover that you have weaknesses, they will buffet you, they will capitalize on that. If you watch those that are in sports, especially boxing and wrestling, if you see if any wrestler that is in the opposition discovers the other wrestler is limpy, that is where it's going to concentrate all his efforts to make sure that he finished that leg. So when the when your enemy, when your adversary discover that you have a problem, they will they will, they will capitalize on that to, to make you miserable, to make you bad. But what they stand to get from it, that, I don't know. In verse 1, it says, As she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept so, in level. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of the handmaid, and remember me, and not forget the handmaid, but we will give unto the handmaid a man child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no reason come upon his head. Was it not done? It was done. Why? He made the vow, he made, he asked of God, he made a request from God and attached a vow to it. And we understand that he fulfilled that vow. As we begin to do that, God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Another one, I say there's always a price tag. There is nothing that you get in this life that is not at a price. Even if it's seemingly given for free. It's given for free because you have paid the price, whether either in respect, either before, or maybe there's a price that you are going to pay after then. Everything you get in life has a price tag. I said, for everything that a man desires in life comes with a price, even if it is deemed to have been given freely, a price has been paid. We all know that the more valuable a thing is, the higher the price. If you want God to do a superlative testimony in your life this year, give him something that costs you, something that you find extremely difficult to let go, and the attendant result will stun you. You will be stunned. Something that will cost you, that you will feel it, that you put that you know that this thing came at a price, but you are leaving it to God. I say, what is your offering to God costing you? When I mean offering here, it's not the offering we are doing on Sunday. Offering means what the totality of your service to God. It is not sufficient that you come and give offering on the altar. There are people out there that need that offering. How do you treat the less privileged around you? In your neighborhood, in your, in your place of work. There is nowhere you get to that you will not be better than a person. It is not done. People will be better than you. You will be better than people. There are people that say, even in that condition that you think that you are nobody, they'll be hailing you. They'll say, ah, if I, if I, assuming I'm like that person, how have you used it? Praise the Lord. Second Samuel 24, 15 to 24. 
The Bible makes us understand. It said, so the Lord set a pestilence upon Israel from the morning, even to the time appointed. And there died of people from Dan, even to Bathsheba, 7,000 men. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, it is enough. Stay now the hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Aruna, the Jebusite. That is my forefather. In 17, and David spoke unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people and said, Lo, I have sinned, I have done wickedly. But this sheep, what has they done? Let the hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. 18, and God came out day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear and enter unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Arona the Jebusite. 19, and David, according to the saying of God, went up as the Lord commanded. 20, and Aruna looked and saw the king and the servant coming on towards him. And Aruna went out and bowed himself before the king on his, on his face upon the ground. 21, and Aruna said, Wherefore is my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the treasure floor of thee, to build an altar unto the lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. 22, and Aruna said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what cement good unto him. Behold, here be ozen for both sacrifice and treasure instrument and other instrument of the ozen for wood. The guy was offering both the treasure floor. I was off giving him even ozen for sacrifice. 23. All these things did Aruna as a king, gave unto the king. And Aruna said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. 24. And the king said unto Aruna, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer but offering unto the Lord my God of that which cost me nothing. So David bought the treasure floor and ozen for five shekels of silver. He bought it. Even when they were offered for free. He said it's not going to offer God free thing. It's going to be something that costs him. As we begin to place emphasis and do to God that which costs us. I pray that it will meet us at the point of our knees early in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 126, he said, He that goeth forth and weepeth. He that goeth forth and weeping, we know what normally causes weeping. It's paining you. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing a sheep with him. We bring our sheep with us in the mighty name of Jesus. The next, I said, it is seed sowing time. January is the beginning of every year, and we are just six days into the year. This is the perfect season for seed sowing. Any farmer that wants to experience a great harvest, we have to understand seasons. Sowing seasons and harvest season. And we sow according to the planting season. So this is the season to sow. What are you sowing? How are you sowing? In whose life are you sowing? In what area are you sowing? The Bible makes us to understand in Genesis 26, 12. Say, then Isaac sowed in the land. It didn't say that Isaac break dance in the land. It didn't say Isaac just went to the land and say, how are you? He did the needful. He sowed. And that was why he received 
in the same year and hundredfold. It follows, the Bible said that until the earth and every is passed away, say seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Whatever you sow, you will reap. This is the time for sowing. But when you are sowing, don't do it with grudges. For the measure that which you sow, so shall you reap. You do not give grudgingly. Say the Bible says, say God loves a cheerful giver. You cannot be conjured to give. If it does not come out of your mind, it will not carry blessing. That is why if they begin to tell you, if you are if you are putting five naira, come and put it ten naira in the church, it's like they are forcing you. Because if you know the, the offering that you want to give, by the time you are coming to the church, you would have done it. So if they are not telling you to make your offering, to change it from five naira to ten naira, it's like they are forcing you. Which might actually not come from the mind. Some people might just be shy. And they do it. It does not come from, from their minds. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 9, it says, But this I say, he which sweats sparingly, he which sweats sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he which sweats bountifully shall reap also bountifully. God will meet us at the point of our need in the mighty name of Jesus. The next, I say, forgo your old ways. Forgo your old ways. One of the things that I've actually heard people done is that they will say, this is how my father was doing it. This is how my mother was doing it. This is how I did it last year. But do you know that if you continue to do the same thing, the same way and in the wrong way, you will not amount to anything. You will continue to get the same result. And if you sit down and ask yourself and audit your life of 2022 and discover that what you actually wanted to do you couldn't do it. And there were reasons why you didn't do it. Why don't you change your ways? Why don't you change your habits? Praise the Lord. I said, old habits die hard, but they can be killed and can be avoided. Unless you change your ways, you will continue to achieve the same result. I said, two times two for one million years, we always give you four. Any day you press the calculator, you say two times two, it will always give you four. Because that's the way that it's at the program. If it is not changed, it can never give you an answer that is higher than that. As far as that is the way and manner you continue to do it, you will never get a different result. Anytime you press two times two, it will give you four. I said, do you indulge yourself in lying? Do you indulge yourself in cheating? Do you indulge yourself in backbiting? Do you indulge yourself in rumor mongering? Change your ways for the path of God for you in 2022 to be straight. It is not what I needed an answer for. It is something that you, you know within your mind. Like it has been said by our leader, that for the fact that you are sitting in the church does not make you holy. Or for the fact that somebody is sitting beside you and behind you in the church does not make them holy. Some are there, what they are looking at is your, your shoe, the kind of asset you are carrying. Are you the type that indulges in that? Like I also said just now, if you begin to put your thoughts toward that, that will, what will be your mind. Why don't you remove your eye from what somebody is wearing and put it in what the person on the pupil is saying? Why don't you tune your spirit to receive from God. Instead of admiring the chains of all this wearing. And at times, by the time you begin to admire like that, 
You will go into daydreaming. Your spirit will live here. You might even find yourself in, uh, uh, in the market. But while they are talking about your mind, your spirit is in the market. You are seeing various type of... Uh, you are selecting in your mind. I like this. I don't like this. By the time I wear this, if I come to the church later, I will be, you will be uh, uh, derailed. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right unto a man. Do you think that you are relishing in it? No. Change your way. You have done it before, but it looks so much as if that is the way. But the end thereof are ways of death. But to you, it looks as if it's the right way. But the Bible said that, but the end thereof are the ways of death. May we not walk the ways of death in the mighty name of Jesus. In First Corinthians, the Bible says, Your glory is not good. Knew you not that a little living, live led the whole lump. I think there's a place where they say that uh, it's like a woman hiding a small living among a big loaf and the living leveling it up. What it means that small things that you do, that you think that is small, can have a catapultic effect upon your life. He said, purge out therefore the old living. Remove those things that you used to do. You see, a number of people are transiting from their old way to the new way. Giving up old happy. And if you audit their life, you discover that they are getting better. Praise the Lord. He said that it may be a new lump as he are unlived. For evil Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Praise the Lord. Number 10, I say prayer and fasting. Praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. Say praying and fasting can never be oversized in the spiritual work of a Christian. Even if that is the only thing I come to say that to make 2022, pray and fast, I have said it. They are the bedrock and the foundation of the warfare for any Christian. Jesus started with prayers and ended with prayer. The devil did not find it worthy to accost Jesus until he has fortified himself with fasting and prayer. We, did not, we, we, we are not told that it was when Jesus was about to enter the wilderness that the devil was tempting him. Because as at that time, he has not been fortified. The devil knew that Jesus had transformed tremendously and that the devil's kingdom was under a severe attack. And he wanted to truncate that mission. Thank God that he failed. That is the reason we are all gathered here. A Christian cannot be involved actively in prayer and fasting will be the devil's walking stick and cannot go far in life. So, but let me just make reference to this Matthew 17. We saw the disciple, they were unable to cast out the demon. We saw the disciple because they have not gone to or graduated from the school of fasting and prayer, could not do certain miracles until the master came and the first spirit bowed to him. We saw what happened that they were unable to cast out the spirits. But when Jesus Christ came, he just rebuked the spirit and they left. And they asked him that why were you not able to? He told him that because they were not involved in fasting and prayer. Praise the Lord. I pray for you in closing. As you offer him prayers and fasting in the new year, everything that have either to be impossible in your life shall become possible in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.